Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Of course, we have a bunch of amazing sponsors. You can head on over to Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Get 20% off in free shipping when you order from them any of their amazing products. Of course, we also have Breckenridge Brewery as well. They make amazing beer. You can get that down at the DNBR bar or from the source down in Littleton at the farmhouse. MSU Denver online. We had multiple people from DNBR go there over the summer and take classes. If you have any questions, hit up Ali Monroy or Harrison Wind. They both took classes. So they have all the answers you need if you're looking to get back into college. And our favorite hockey sponsor, Green Mountain Dental group who can fix your teeth and will give you a free Sonicare when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. I'm Nathan Rudolph. Joining me today is AJ Hayfley. We're going to get some things out of the way first. First off being the Avs obviously won tonight, six to four over the Dallas Stars to get themselves back in the series. The series now two to one in Dallas's favor. AJ, DraftKings king of the game for this one. Kale McCarr finally showed up in the playoffs for the Avs. It showed up in a way that we expect. I mean, he's had moments, right? But this was a Kale McCarr game. Yep. A complete game from him where you even saw it when the Avs went down in the third period. He goes over to Frankie and says, you know what? We're going to get this game back for you. And they did. Appreciate you showing up, Cygnus. I know it's late. I know everybody's got busy days and all of that. Um Look, this game is a game that I will speak for myself. I don't believe should have been played today. Uh, There are bigger things going on in the world. Yes. In hockey, in this series, this was a big game. For the Stanley Cup, this was a big game. For Avalanche fans, this may have been a big game. But in the grand scope of everything going on in the country that I live in and many of you live in, this game didn't mean anything. It's um, kind of kind of a cruel irony that it was a day where it was it was a day where players around the world or around around the North America and all the different leagues um, decided to use their power and. And and say that this just wasn't this wasn't the day for this. Um, you know, it started with the Bucks, and obviously there was a reason that the Bucks did it. Right, it impacted their community, and then everybody else, every everybody else, see you, dude. Don't ever come back. It's fine. Um, everybody, everybody else followed suit and said. We respect that decision, you know, more power to the players. And I'm, I'm all about players wielding their power when the, when they have an opportunity. And I, I thought today, a lot of those leagues spoke up and, you know, when, when 
hockey came back. They made a big deal about. Um, they made a big deal about the the hockey diversity alliance and the players of color starting up something that was important to them. Um, they, they they did a, they did a lot of they did a lot of things uh, to try and make everybody feel better to try and win the PR war and uh, to say hey we're listening uh, we're doing we're doing this we're doing that and then you knew that as always uh, it's really easy to put out a statement you know it's really easy to it's really easy to 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 feel a certain way. I, mean, um, I, I am very disappointed in the NHL's response. I'll, yeah, straight up. It, and and to be honest with you, they could have even even if they had just delayed the the games by a day. Yep. You know that's not going to magically solve uh, the the problems in the country. That doesn't that doesn't. It's not going to it's not going to accomplish all the things that we as a society have to accomplish. But it would have it would have at least it it would have it would have at least sent the message that we care and Do that we? we're listening and that and that you know as a, as a league we're not so we're not we're not so about you know I, I one of my one of my favorite phrases is you can either talk about it or be about it and to, the NHL did a lot of talking about it and when they had a chance to be about it they dropped the puck. They and uh, I mean, I mean that metaphorically and literally, and I think that that just sucks. And I think that as somebody who loves hockey and loves the NHL, to see it, to see it not love certain people back in the same way, it hurts, and it's really disappointing. And a moment of silence is 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 a waste of everybody's time. It's it's ten seconds to to, to backhand everybody that cares. They, and they failed even to broadcast it before the Avs game. It's I'm just disappointed. And you know what? And and hey, I'm I'm not I'm not even putting this on the league. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the players. Absolutely. Um, I'm 100 disappointed in the players. After the game, I've I have advocated for Gabe Landeskog as as captain of this of, of the of the team, as face of the organization. He's a, he's a great guy. He's he is a he's a great guy, and I was I I've never been more disappointed than I was after the game, because sitting right next to him, Nazem Kadri took the first question from from Adrian Dater and and said, you know this this stuff has to change in this country. It, after a while, this the talk gets stale, and it's time for action. And then, completely unironically, forty five seconds later, Gabe Landeskog says. Well, I think things are changing in the league because of the conversations we have in the locker room. And I think that to me it was just like the point just flying right over his head. Yeah. And and it felt like it and and he felt like the embodiment of the entire NHL in that moment. Just the point just flew right over his head. You know, it pausing the games for a day again, it doesn't it doesn't solve the problems. But it at least tells everybody that you give a shit and that you're listening and you're paying attention and that you actually care about this enough to stand in solidarity with all yeah. the other athletes out there. Look, and the NHL just gave its middle finger to that today. Doing something is better than doing nothing. If you want to stand up for what you believe in here, and this is a problem that 
has been going on for decades, honestly has been going on for the entire history of this country to some degree, sometimes worse, sometimes not as worse, but it's something that's simply unacceptable and it cannot continue. And when you have a platform like professional athletes do, they have an opportunity to make a statement to help people learn that this country needs to be better. And the NHL disappointed me today because they did not step up when they could have. I it's fine. See ya. Honestly. Look, we've we have we have gone out of our way to not be political on our show and to not be and to not tackle political issues uh around the around the world. And the fact that we feel strongly about something one time and people are gonna bounce, that's fine. Um honestly, I I won't lose sleep. Sorry. I'm I'm just ever everybody's going to make decisions that they have to make and it honestly you have, to be able to, you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and if somebody wants to stop subscribing because we're spending the first 10 or 15 minutes of a post game uh, of a post game podcast talking about this, I'm you know what? It's fine. Go. I think the fact that we're talking about it at all, people who actively avoid doing this just speaks to how important it is. It's important. It, it, we reached our breaking point today. We talked about it all throughout the day. Rudo and I chatted about it and we just, we just felt like, look, we were, both of us were uncomfortable. Um, we were uncomfortable with the games getting played. We were uncomfortable. Uh, we, we were on, we were uncomfortable covering the game the way that the the way that we normally do um and 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 you know tweeting about the game and oh my god and you know let's like let's be real this this was an it was an incredible hockey game to watch start to finish it was it was wild it was bananas there there's a ton to talk about after this one and it just wasn't it just it, it just wasn't a day for hockey for me um personally yeah. it just i still have all my post game writing that i promised i would do Evan is doing grades. Um, Rudo, I'm I'm sure has stuff that he's going to be doing. But for our podcast, we just we wanted to be real with it. And if there's one thing we we spend a lot of our time on the show building relationships with you guys, uh, building building relationships with our listeners. Um, you know, you guys you guys are our, our largest driver of revenue for us. Um, that's why we have advertisements and such on the podcast is because we can get out. There's, there's a lot of you guys listening to this. Um, I completely understand if somebody, I completely understand if, if somebody wanted, wants to turn this episode off and move on. I'm, I'm look, I understand you don't, you need your distraction and you want, you want to get away from it. I, I get it. And I, and it, like, I hear you, I hear you. Um, we'll be there. We'll be there tomorrow. Like we'll, we're going to continue to talk puck. We're going to continue to talk abs, especially because they just made sure that this series is going at least at least five games. But there's there are moments in life in which you have to you have to try to you have to try to meet that moment. And for us, this feels like this is this is our way of doing it. I guess you put it right. Uh, This is the breaking point, and I think it's the breaking point for a lot of Americans. Again, this is something that has been happening for a long time. And if you need a distraction, you need a distraction. I'm not going to knock you for it. Enjoy your hockey. 
but totally you cannot keep letting this happen you cannot keep letting this slide i'm just it it, it, it breaks it breaks my heart that we're trying to litigate the details the de- the details of people getting killed and trying to decide which 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 murders are okay and which aren't it doesn't I, I'm, I'm sorry like we've got people who are like oh the 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 details and this guy and oh you guys are spreading lies and you're this and you're that and i'm just i'm 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 sorry that i just i'm i've lived i've lived a very cushy nerfy easy life i i wake up every day and i get pulled i get pulled over for for speeding i don't worry about anything other than damn it my insurance is going to go up i'm such a moron i have no concerns I am a straight white guy in a world that has my entire life. It has been catered to me. And, and it just, when it, you, you learn, you, you, you listen to people who are telling you that there's something wrong. And that's, that's where I'm sorry, but that's, that's just where it's gotten to be with me is that I've, I've listened, I've listened and I've said, look, I, there are things I don't know. There are things I don't experience. And there are people that are crying out and saying, this needs to change. This is a problem. This has to change. And we're not doing enough to help them. Uh, collectively, we're not doing enough. I don't want to argue about the details of this. I don't want to argue about the details of that. I don't want I don't want to get in. I, I just want people to stop dying. Yep. I just, that's, and I... I'm I'm disappointed and I'm hurt and I'm shocked all at the same time that that is somehow a controversial opinion that that I just it's so it's so it's so cheesy to to just say that it's 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 all love and for me I just I just want everybody to experience life through the lens that I have that I have gotten to go through the world and more or less just make what of it I would like and not feel like the world is on top of me all the time. And I'm just. Yeah. I'm just bummed. And, and like, it's true. Like, yeah, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say the details are irrelevant. Like I'm, I'm avoiding that part of the conversation on purpose. Like, because I'm, I, I agree with you. There are things that matter. Like the facts matter. Details matter. All that stuff is important. But even if, even if you hop over, you, you hop over this one instance, there are 10 behind it that support it. Right. And it's just, I just, I just want, I just want, I, I just want to stop. I just want us to have, I want us to start being, taking it seriously and fixing a world that's broken. The issues and, that we're and, talking about here are much larger than details in any specific case. Right. And that's why that's why I'm not getting into just one thing. Today isn't just about one thing. It's about it happening over and over and over. And and it just and we're tired of it and the reality is when you get tired of it it's not time to stop paying attention. It's time to start doing something about it. And right now we have this platform to talk about it. So, and like, I get, I get that you guys use us as an escape. Um, we, when we, we, we did one segment talking about George Floyd. 
um, and how we we felt like we couldn't just ignore it. We're not we're not supposed to. It's 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 extremely disingenuous if we did this entire thing, and all we did was talk about Nikita Zadorov having a crazy night, Nikita, Nikita Zadorov getting hurt, you know, the run of goals, all these other things, right? But the larger picture is is that we're talking about a league that's supposed to be a league that's uh, that has tried so hard to to make it seem like they they care about these issues and that they care about people of color and when it comes time to be about it they just haven't been and we both have just been really disappointed by that today yeah i even just even if you just push the games for a day even and and it would have at least said something to me that they're listening and that they care and the reality is there is no perfect answer here. It's not a black and white situation. You know, I don't, it, you want to say that our generation is soft. That's fine. Because I view, I view that softness as empathy. And I think, I think the world can use a hell of a lot more empathy on a I, daily basis. Giving a shit about other people isn't soft. And if you think it's soft, it says a hell of a lot more of you out you than it does any generation. I and don't want so to be to part of a generation that's okay with people being murdered in the streets. Yeah. I just don't. It's not okay. It'll never be okay. This is a country that prides itself every day in school. We had to say the Pledge of Allegiance and end it with liberty and justice for all. Let's get liberty and justice for everybody then. If you're all talk, it doesn't mean shit. It's as simple as that. So... I don't I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, the NHL may never talk about this again and they may play out their playoffs. At the same time the NBA may cancel their entire season. I have no idea. And I have no idea what's going to come out of it. But you know, the world us us doing this isn't it, it, us us using our platform to to have this conversation right now. Like the few thousand people who listen to our podcast, they're not going to wake up tomorrow and be and Wow, the sun's going to come up and racism is solved. Right. It, but, it, you know, I. But again, you can, if you do nothing, then nothing is that, going to change. You have to at least try somehow, some way to make the world a bit of a better place here. And I don't think the NHL did. I don't yeah. think. And that was the biggest disappointment. You always, you always look for you always look for these leagues to have, you know, they're, they're always going to have an opportunity to capitalize on the causes they try to push sports in, in this country, players of professional sports are some of the biggest role models in the world. Yeah. The NBA took advantage of that and said, we're going to stand up for what's right. Portions of the MLB did as well. You even have NFL teams canceling training games. The NHL didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They just dropped the puck, and and then after the game, they were like, oh, so how do you guys feel about this? And then you have a lot of people making the argument that, hey, most of the guys in this league aren't from the United States. I'm sorry, but all there are 31 teams in the NHL about to be 30, about to be 32. And, and 27 of those teams play in the there are, United there are seven States. There are seven Canadian teams. So 26. Yeah. 20, no, 20, 25. There you go. 25. And I, I swear. <laughs> it's this is this is a great comment from Sean. 
that that keep politics out of sports. And you know, there are people that can't that can't do that. They don't have that luxury. And that's you know, we could. We've had the luxury as two white guys on this podcast. We've had the luxury of only having to do something like this when we've been pushed. Yeah, because I mean, there there are there are pods out there, hockey based pods out there from people of color that that are have been railing against us for a long time, for a long time, and I just for me, I just I just want to listen and. I just want to, yeah, I don't, I've, I've about run my course on this um, yeah. because it's, we didn't, we, we weren't going to spend the entire show on this, but we definitely wanted to make sure that we put this, f- this foot forward to start our show. Yeah. I, I, I would like to say the well-being of every human being is not a political statement. Yeah. This isn't this isn't about being left or or right or red or blue. It's about it's about giving a shit about people. Yep. And I just I just I'm I'm saddened that I'm I'm saddened that there's such a callousness in some people that that's problematic. Yeah. Um I don't think we really have anything more to say on the the topic without running in circles, but this is something that's at the forefront of our minds and I hope stays at the forefront until things get better, whatever that might look like. Yeah. And, and Ty, Ty asks, he says, wouldn't it be the players, not the league? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. The players could have chosen to walk out and not play these games. That I'm, I'm, I had no expectations for the league. Bill Daly said, however, the players want to express themselves. They're free to. That's I'm sorry, but that's an that's an open door for the players to step up and say this is bigger than us for a day. Yep. And they didn't, and I it, that's disappointing. And that's just I'm sorry, that's just how I feel. Yeah, that's that's the reality. That's how we both feel about it. It's something that we felt like we had to talk about. So we did. Um I wish we had. I wish we could take like an actual thirty second break and just put a screen up <laughs> for thirty <laughs> seconds while we while we Refresh try to transition. for a second and then come because back to a there's no there's here, yeah. there's no way to do there's no way to do a manscaped read after that and then transition to talking about game three. No, can't can't be doing any of that. I wanted to get all of our obligations out in the front of the show so we could just talk about this, and we have. So we also have a hockey game to talk about. If this hockey game happened on just about any other day, I think AJ and I would both be absolutely losing our minds at the hockey game because it yeah. was insane. It was insane. Um, our emotions are obviously a bit dampered on it, but if we want to talk about the game itself, let's start backwards a little bit here. I don't know what that was. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, Allie. Epilepsy warning. Uh, <laughs> um, please, please don't let that trigger anybody. The way this game played out. No, I'm worried. I hurt someone. I didn't mean to. Way to go. <laughs> this, is all, this is all your fault. Hello, hello. Hey, everyone at the bar. Hope it was fun tonight. We had a good crowd. But Great message, guys. What you guys said was very important. 
but it was a really good game too. I bet the bar was nuts tonight too. Yeah, I'm sure the bar was insane for that game. Um, and wait, we got to show off our denim. Daddy. Yeah, we we have the denim daddy gang in the house here. Well, and now if he could just play, yeah, if he's if he could get back in the lineup, that would help a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but AJ, given the crazy way this game played out, do you think it gave the Avs less or more momentum heading into the rest of the series? Could you have had any less momentum that they had than than they had at the start of the night? Well, I, that's what I'm saying is they were riding high and then. They the crash. They train wrecked, mm-hmm. and then somehow they Phoenix rose from the ashes, back to not only win this game but but take it to Dallas a little bit. So, I don't know if that took away or if it just added that extra level of of the Avs are taking this. <laughs> can we can we calm down with the horniness in the chat, guys? Oh boy. Oh boy. Just- See, we're right back on track now, and yeah. that means we're off the rails 12 seconds in. Yeah, it did not take long. Did yeah. not take long. Good lord. <laughs> um could I I can I just skip your entire premise and just say I'm super sick of Jamie Ben taking runs at dudes? Amen to that. I like I I understand that things got chippy and that there was a lot of dumb stuff from both teams tonight, but my goodness. That dude, because after what after after what he did against EJ in game one, when he clearly went after him in, despite in being hurt. compromised. Yep. And he goes after him right where he thinks he's hurt, and he goes, he goes to try and take an extra shot. Now you see that stuff tonight, and it's just like this dude's this dude sucks. Um he's he's not very good anymore, but he still has a big butt and he throws it around with impunity. And I don't I don't necessarily like that. Because that kind of thick boy attitude can take itself on home. I'm not about that. Are the Jamie Ben at the end of the game cross-checking Landeskog and the Vlad Nemesnikov hit at the end of the second period comparable? Sure. I, I, I'm I asking. Know. I'm asking. Because one of these guys is Vlad Nemesnikov who... Yeah. Commits to a hit, maybe a half second late. Yeah, the dumb. other the other is Jamie Ben in a game that was very clearly over. Well after the horn, seeks out Gabe Landeskog and cross checks him in the back. Yeah, and you know that's that's I don't I don't think it was like a bad cross check. No, I don't think he was so. trying to kill him either. But everybody knows what he was trying to do there. Yeah. Um. That. Yeah, that was rough. I uh, the ranted and hit on Haskinen. I'm not sure why why people think it's dirty. You could definitely make the argument that it was worthy of a penalty, but beyond that, I'm not sure what the issue was. Yeah, I don't. There's no. There was no intent behind anything Rantanen did there. He's forechecking a dude and and trying to take the puck, and they collided. Yeah, I don't. I don't see any intent out of it. Certainly, if you want to say, "Oh, it's a, it's an interference penalty" or "it's a kneeing penalty," coincidental, sure, whatever. Yeah, like I, had they called a penalty on it, I wouldn't have thrown a fit. I would have been a little disappointed, but I wouldn't have thrown a fit. Yeah, but but acting, I mean, I don't know. It's it's fine. Yeah, it. It given given it, it was a game in which there were what like a hundred and 
20 hits or something yeah, very very physical game for sure yeah it's it, it's trying to trying to like litigate like what's good and bad about all that is jamie rough. ben blasted zadorov into the board's clear boarding penalty earlier in the game and that didn't get called either so yeah well and like mckinnon got boarded yeah, hard like three times yeah and it was like dude <laughs> what <laughs> so I, also that the, there were that many hits Counted out seventy-two to fifty-six. <laughs> what? <laughs> like Tyson Jost was given seven hits, given credit for seven hits tonight, and like that's his entire season's worth of hits. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to remember a Tyson Jost hit tonight, and I, I remember him getting rubbed out along the boards, but yeah, it's so it's so odd, but. It's funny we're talking about the physicality to start with this because I really don't know where else to start. Um. I mean, they uh, the ads played a perfectly fine first period. They were down one nothing, but it was it was fine, right? It was a pretty even period like, on the whole. I really I really didn't have any problems with it. It was it was interesting. Yeah, it it felt like a good game. It felt like a series between two good teams. It wasn't a dominant period either way. I mean, the whole team was tossing it around. Let's be here, <laughs> real here, like. like you don't like we could we could say that there weren't actually 130 hits in the game, but there was a. I mean, everybody was hitting everybody. It's just what do you what do you actually count as right. a hit? If, like, if I rub a dude out along the boards, is that a hit or is that just a, a hockey play? <laughs> right, like a guy moves a, a guy moves a puck up the wall, and then you go in and you you know you throw your butt into his butt, and you're like, okay, got it. You know, what in the world? I don't know. Anyway, not the point. Not the point. I'm sorry. So many chances for a manscape read, but well, y'all are, y'all are lucky today that there are more important things in the world. That's right. Reads. Um, but so yeah, first period happens. Abs go down one nothing, and then the third period, kind of finally the explosion of depth scoring from this team that they've been waiting for. Obviously, Zadorov gets the goal off the faceoff early in the period, but the one that, that really awesome. the Zeagle? yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he shot it, and I was like, I just because it went in, I just assumed it was Graves, <laughs> and then it was like, oh, it's Zadorov, and I was like, good for him. Like, uh, nice to see something good for happening for him. I on the replay, like, so I I watched it happen. I was like, dang, he really got all that one. And then I see the replay where it's knuckling, and it like ticks off of Kudobin's pad, and just barely gets in. Yeah. It's like, okay. You take them, I guess. I mean, it's got to get in there somehow, right? I mean, yep. just, who cares? And Z had a great game. We'll talk about him more in a little bit. I do want to talk about the second goal because that really was the breakout moment for the abs, I think. They finally get a depth goal. They get it out of a guy that they need more out of in Andre Burakovsky. Mm. But with mm. a vintage Burakovsky mm. goal, too. Great play by Kale McCarr. Yeah, to get him I- I haven't yet watched the replay on the entire play uh, leading up to it, but I would be really curious why Jason Dickinson was that deep. Yep. Why, why, why? I should say both Jason Dickinson and both defenders. Why all three of those guys were in the corner. You have Berkey actively skating out towards the blue line. Yeah. I I just need to go back and rewatch how it all unfolded, but it was, it was, boy, it was something, man. Yeah. That the first non-top line goal of the series non-top and, line or defenseman goal of the series uh, well and and kale just with a great yeah. touch pass and that's one of those things that it it looks easy right like right. it looks so simple when he does it but that touch pass he has to know that guy is there and that he's open before he even gets the puck yeah. 
Just and so uh, it was a, it was just a great read by him, a great a great scanning of the ice. Everything worked out like Zadorov was like, "I'm Nikita Zadorov. He's Kale McCarr. Like this is an easy decision." If you want to uh, know how hard that play is, just watch us play Chell and hear me yell about how I swear I passed that puck before I died 35 times a night. <laughs> like uh, we are, we are almost so good at that game. <laughs> if we, if everyone just played like a half second slower, we would be so good. Yeah. <laughs> True enough, man. So I, I feel like that's the plight of every career AHLer in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so then McCarr wasn't anywhere close to done, of course. No, that um, McCarr because... was just getting wound up at that point. <laughs> Yeah, because that move, that move that he made, um, that, like, he makes Edmondson that. wasn't having a bad enough night. <laughs> he makes he makes that move all the time at the blue line. The, the and that thing. Yeah, is and that's so why cool. that's that's why I always compare him to Allen Iverson because that's yep. the thing that he does that nobody else can do at the same level. Yep. And he makes that move and gets all the way around, and I don't know what Esselin Delf was thinking was going to happen there. I really have no idea what that read was. I truly don't. Yeah. I watched the replay for it four different times trying to figure out what he was trying to do. And he just he just let Kale McCarr have it. I I I really don't know. He just let him have it, I guess, because otherwise that read didn't make any sense to me. And he just walked right around him. And then credit to Landeskog. He won that battle for the for the rebound. That's a 50-50 puck. And if Dallas clears that out. You're like, oh, what a chance. Landis Cog bangs at home, and that's how you win games. You have to win those. It's exactly the puck the Avs weren't winning, certainly in game one and to to a lesser extent in game two. Mm -hmm. But they won them here, and that put them up 3-1. They get out of the period up 3-1, and then we get into the third period. This is, this is DNVR after dark level of nonsense. <laughs> Reaction was all I wanted. It's all I wanted. Stress. Uh, I love you, chat. Third period um, was a game, an entire game on its own, basically. <laughs> it's in, you know, it's an entire emotional roller coaster where you're trying to figure out what to make of it. Because you go in with a 3-1 lead. You take the penalty right at the end of the second period. Yep. And I have Kale's hit uh Kale's ragdoll if you want to see it. Yes. I have no idea. Yes, I would like to see that. Yes, please. Matthias Yanmark's like, what just happened? <laughs> he's totally expecting a big guy to be there and said it's Kale McCarr, and he's like, oh man. <laughs> that was uh that was payback for whatever he tried to do to to Kadri, was it, or was it Burakovsky in game two? Where he just mm. suplexed him. Oh right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Down in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I uh that was a dumb penalty. No Masnikov, it's yeah. unnecessary. It's I, under- I understand it's a physical game and it's you know whatever. It's just, it's just dumb. You, you got yourself a two goal lead. You're 20 minutes away from winning this game, and they killed that penalty. But it's a it's a chance to let that team back in the game. Yeah, it was it was something. Uh, and then 
they find they kill it off like barely. Franzos Franzos makes an unbelievable stick save on a puck that was one hundred percent going yep. in from Pavelski. Yep, and it was nice of him to actually make a save. It was big of him. Um, might have been the only one he made the all period. Yep, it did not get better for Franzos and their abs. Landy clearly catches Jamie Ben in the chin. Uh, yeah, yeah, Giddy was mad that he tried to take a shot at McKinnon, but again, right. You can't be that sensitive, dude. Yeah, you cannot put your team in that situation yeah. in a game where you have a two-goal lead and what is really a must-win game for the Avs. Yeah, Dario texted me and he said he can't be that sensitive, and it's 100% true. You just can't get upset about that. Like, he's fine. Like, he was totally okay. I can totally understand if, like, he got completely run through, you know, whatever. Like, he had blown McKinnon up. It looked like he got Zadorov, whatever, right? None of that happened. So and it's like you can't you can't go and retaliate on an almost hit. What are you doing? It yep. was just dumb. And you're just asking for a team that has all the confidence in the world coming coming back from a deficit. Like to 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 you're just opening the door. Your your penalty kill hasn't been any good. You no longer have you no longer have Zadorov in the game. Matt Calvert's not in the game. Like Stop putting that unit on the freaking ice. Yeah. And it opens up the door, gives them, they score on it. Uh, they score right at the very end of it. Might as because, well have been a power play goal. Because sports are cruel, and you're just like, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. And and then Blake Como shoots a puck through Franco's From beyond the circles. It's just a, it, I, first of all, look. Kevin Kanaan absolutely turned it over earlier, so it's bad on bad. But you have to make that save. If you want to win playoff games, that is not a goal you can let go in. From Blake you have to make that like it's one thing. Guys are going top shelf on you. Guys are getting left open in the slot. You have to whatever, right? Like there's there's so many. So we could break down each of the goals and be like, look, Fransel's got hung out the dry on this one here, this one there, whatever, right? Yeah, EJ as well. Thank you. And it's just like. That puck goes right through you. Andrew Hammond gave up the same exact goal against Nashville in game six two years ago, and I wanted to light him on fire. Like, you just can't give that up. You just can't. End of the day, you can make all the great saves in the world, and it doesn't matter if you don't stop the ones you're supposed to. Yeah, and Como has two goals in this, and they're both nonsense. One of them, a triple bouncer, and then this one, where it just goes right, right, goes right through a guy. Goes right through your goaltender. It's so frustrating. And then, I mean, you're down. And then they get the they get the deflection off of Ben, where it looked yeah. like it like went off of like his it, leg. It, he like jumped, and it went off his the back half of his calf. And yeah, yeah. and you're like, dude, like this is cold blooded. But come on, Frankie. Yep. Like I, that's there's nothing. I, there's it's, nothing realistically I can ask Francois to do differently. Well, it's just like. Well, that's that's the bad luck goal that the Avs have been getting, but you're making your own luck, even on the goal that they scored right after the power play, right? Where it's a one-timer and Frankie doesn't get over in time. Yes, it's hard to put that on the goaltender, but we saw Kudobin make that save three or four times on Randall right. in an earlier in the that's game. That's all about reading the play, and yeah. he was slow on the read, and when he got beat, I was like, well, that's what that's what happens when you, you read it slowly. And then, like, they get down and they get they get the nonsense that Dallas just keeps getting. Where you're like, like, oh my god, everything is you know? breaking their way. Yep, so frustrating. And then, 
<laughs> Blake Como, Blake Como did not suck in Colorado. Come on. <laughs> It was it was easy to let him go because they replaced him with Matt Calvert and Denim Daddy Trumps all, but it's like, come on. It's it was I I, I didn't have a lot of hope after that because I was like, great, Dallas is gonna gear this down into nothing. Yeah, and it, it will, like they always do. And then they what are you doing against Colorado's top line? You clearly don't have anybody that can hang with that unit. Even when you get last change and like there's no natural stat trick for me to pull up the exact numbers of how badly that line caved in Dallas, but whew, the, I would be willing to bet it was probably a decent showing again from that line. They did whatever they wanted. This is the abs tying the game back up goal felt to me that the, it's the moment I've been waiting for in this series yeah. from, from the abs top guys where they say, we're not taking this anymore. Yeah. We're going out and we're taking what's ours and we're winning this hockey game. And they just went in and McKinnon and Ranton absolutely stomped on Dallas's face and said, it, well, they like, not stopping this one. They made it, they made it look easy when yeah, they've wow. made it look when, and Miko especially has made yeah. everything look so hard. <laughs> look so freaking difficult. Really this whole playoffs. Like he just, is, he just hasn't been that great. And, on this one, they take the puck, they get a two on one. He skates to the open spot and just flicks it in the net. Right. And then, and then after that, you're like, okay, like this thing's tied up. This is definitely, this is definitely ripe for Dallas scoring in the last three minutes to rip Colorado's heart out, or this is going into overtime and who knows what happens there. And then Nazem Kadri from the heavens himself gives us all something to enjoy for another day. On a Kevin Connaughton shot that was probably going like three feet wide, but he gets a tip on it. I mean, at credit where credit's due, great tip by Kadri. I don't want to take yeah. away from his skill, but that is the goal the Abs have been missing in this series. Yeah, the the kind of I mean, it was the Jamie Ben goal. Yeah, exactly. Where it was just like, come on, dude. <laughs> like this is this is the this is why coaches are always like, ah, oh, throw pucks at the net. Yeah, because that goal goes in every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, because it goes in once every nine games. It's just that four of those have gone in for Dallas in this series, and you're just so you start to you start. I mean, you start to think that they're normal, right? <laughs> like you start to think that these things happen every game, and that that's just how you score in the NHL. It's like this is how you score like eight percent of the time in the NHL. This is not like Burakovsky's goal is like that's the. That's Landis how you Scott, score. Landis Scott's goal. Like, that's how you score in the NHL. Like, you, you, you beat a goalie. You, and you yeah, you, them. you you shoot a good shot. You don't you slap a rebound two feet away from him and just yeah. hope it finds a soft spot. Like, yeah. uh, it was just like, oh my gosh. I was just, I was preparing myself for an emotionally devastating overtime or several overtimes. It really could have depended. And yeah. then this, this, podcast was very close to being a sadness on top of sadness on top of sadness podcast yeah i'm uh, uh, packing it up yep but and instead you know now now it's 2-1 and now the abs feel good about themselves like dallas dallas did everything that 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 you could have possibly wanted and they continue they continue to produce offense in funny ways where you're just like this is not sustainable. Like you just, you really are feeling like this, 
Like they're going like they were a team during the regular season that lived in extremes. Yep. Both good and bad. They were a team that when they couldn't score, they just couldn't score. But when they could score, they were scoring all the time. Yeah. And it was it, and not even all the time because they never really it wasn't it wasn't like they got like they weren't dropping you five weren't, every fourth game. Yeah, like, like, you were not gonna confuse them with Colorado's regular yeah. season offense. Right. But it was it, watching watching how they've produced the offense since they got to the bubble where it was it was a massive struggle early on. And then that game against St. Louis, they started to feel a little bit better about themselves. And then they rolled into, you know, they roll into their first round series against Calgary. And they were, I mean, they were on the verge of that thing blowing up in their face. Yep. And they some late heroics and then in that madness. And it's in, yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking about game six. Like, they were down 2-1 in that series. They were so close. They, like, their their success is, like, their, their margin of error is razor thin. And we saw it in this game alone. Just they 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 don't have like they have to manufacture offense in such a way. Like what Colorado did was like that was like a quick strike. You made a mistake, they scored in transition. Yep. Like that was and that was that was those last couple of goals. And I'm exhausted, man. I, it's it's too many emotions today. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm exhausted. And it was an awesome game. The emotional immaturity that they showed with the Nemestikov penalty and the Landeskog penalty, it they matched with perseverance on the other side. Yep. It's like that's a huge response. And then with the goalie pulled, like yeah, they. You want to you want to go after Rantanen? Blah blah blah. Like Colorado got a break on that one, but. That's the sixth goal. Yep. Like you're not. Dallas has clearly it's, proven it's still a one goal game. Like if even if you take away that bullshit Esselindel goal from last game, Colorado still loses. Yep. They didn't so, score again. Yep. So, you know, it, that's is what it is. One last thing we have to talk about here. Obviously, that we'll never get an update because it's the, the bubble. But Nikita Zadorov did not finish the game after a very strong game yeah. from him. Um, and Kevin Kanan played 10 minutes in yeah. a game in which they've got like, they were down to five defensemen. I texted, I texted Dario and I told him that I would put Bob Ironman. I think I might go with Timmons to be honest with you. I, I think they'll play Timmons. I, I truly do think that if Zadorov can't go, Timmons gets the call. Yeah. We talked about it before. You just can't put Barbario and Kanan together. I'm, I'm not even going to the, I just, I just sure. think that you just think they like Timmons, sure. I, and I don't know that Bedner would be able to resist. He'd be like, mm. "All right, we're two defensemen I, down. I really like this kid." Exactly. <laughs> and oh my god, don't even say that. If if it's Anton Lindholm, oh my god. Oh, um, but I, I would put in, I would put in Bo Byram. I would say, screw it, I'm putting in Bo Byram. The kid's a fourth overall pick. Go be that kid. I'm, the thing, the thing is that he moves pucks in a way that nobody else on that Avs blue line does, outside of Kale McCarr, and that includes Sam Gerrard in that. He he moves he moves pucks. Yep. So but he's certainly of the players defensemen left the Avs could put in. He's the best with the puck on his stick. Right, and you're already like you're already having problems with turnovers. Yep. So what you're gonna 
you're going to be so afraid of a rookie mistake that you're going to ignore the rookie upside because you want to go with a vet who's going to make the same mistake but lack you just any of the upside. Kevin cannot make that mistake in this game, <laughs> so. right? And you're going to have to you're going to have to watch him make it in the next game too because you're going to put yep. him in there. Yep. Um, and yeah, Logan O'Connor was really good at this game. He was. He he gave the Avs a little bit of extra burst in their bottom six that they were missing, like straight up. Um, uh, what's his face joined the Avs bubble? Um, Miska. Thank you, Hunter Miska. He joined. Yep. He's not a backup. Miska. He's not player. allowed to do anything for seven days, and then after that, he's allowed. To and practice. I, I don't see a world where the Avs play Hutchinson even on the back-to-back, to be honest with you. <laughs> no. We're not going to see a game six started by well, Michael, with, Hutchinson. With Michael Hutchinson against Jake Ottinger. That's <laughs> not going to happen. What a world that would be, though. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, look, the game was great. The Avs have clawed their way back into the series, but they got to win another one to make it a series. Yeah, in the same way that with with the way that Dallas kind of kind of kind of bounced their way to the game to win, yep. and you couldn't you you weren't like oh you got to be feeling they've got to be feeling great about that like they're happy with it yep. but they can't be feeling too high about themselves. In that same way, Colorado can't be feeling like oh baby we're back, you know like there's no th- this was they they could have they they could have felt that way had they just locked down the three one lead, scored an empty netter, made it made it 4-1 and walked out of the building with, you know, a relatively standard win. A, a, a very, what would have been a very normal NHL win. And instead, they had to get all theatrical on us and make it dramatic. And, and Hey, at the end of the day, they're all W's. Right. You don't remember how it happened. Right. Like you're looking at the series and you're saying, oh, it's 2 1. And then you're saying, oh, but this could have happened differently, right? Well, like the Avs blew two two goal leads in both games two and three. This could be 3 nothing on the other side. It could be 2 1 the other side. Yep. The only thing that wasn't in doubt is that Colorado played like shit in game one. True. Um, yeah. This, this series is not over. We went on record last pod, AJ saying he believes the Avs will win this series. I said it was a coin flip. Yeah. This win goes a long way in that direction. I think it's going to be in seven. If the Avs win it, it will be in seven. If Dallas wins it, it's probably in six. Yeah. Um, good Good vibes to everybody down south trying to deal with the uh, hurricanes. Yeah. I, I have yeah. demanded that my Texas-based family give me updates every two hours. There you go. So far, they have not lived up to that, which is going to be a point of contention as soon as this pot is over. Where you at? Yeah. P.S. Pablo Francois has to. He's got to get lost. He's got to be better. He has to be. They, they don't win this series with Francois giving up four a game. They just don't. <laughs> Dude, they don't. They don't win the series him giving up three a game. I think you're probably right, but I don't know if he can do that. He needs um, to have one, at least one game where he locks it down. All right. The problem, and like, what's frustrating is that we know he's better than this. We've seen him be better than this. We know he can play better, but he's not been better. And so, this is why he hasn't become the starter is because he's struggled with yeah. opportunities. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, hopefully, he finds that form where he gave up like four goals in a week. Yeah. And lock it down. That's oh that's- wow. My mentions are a disaster. 
I can imagine. Uh, I don't even want to look at mine. Either way, one last look at uh, Kale McCarr's stats from the game because that's the Kale the Abs need for the rest of the playoffs, basically, especially with the question marks of what's left on their defense and with Francois and net. King of the game, y'all know the drill. McCarr is the X factor right now, I think, for the Abs. If they play, if he plays like this, they can beat anybody. That's it. That's all I got on today. I'm gonna go try and figure out how to not pass out. Yeah, I have writing to do. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna make my review video. Allie's got one last thing to say. Someone said in the comments that their wife loves me, and I just want to say thank you. I love your wife. So I just wanted to. Make, I didn't get to it, and I just wanted to say that. Okay, sorry. There you go. Always give Allie some love. Allie's taking that chance to pump her own tires. Yeah. I just want I just want to make sure <laughs> I feel like I didn't love her back after they left that comment. Yo, you have TDSB to, to, to love all of your fans out there. Oh, speaking of, well, I'll talk to one of you guys about doing that tomorrow. Yay. Nope, today is tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah, we got to be Friday, right? Yeah. All right, we can plan this off off the pod. We can, we can do this later, y'all. Yeah. Um, thank you, as always, for everyone who's listening live or listening after the fact. If you made it through this one, we really appreciate you sticking with us. Um, yeah, I hope the Avs win this series. I think they can. I hope the world becomes a better place. I think it can. Um, that's all I got. Black Lives Matter and... I hope everyone has a great rest of your night enjoying this abs win. I don't look like any American idols either. That's for sure. Jesus.